Hello, friends. This is Nathan Powell. I co-host a brand new podcast called Dynasty Double Take with Dan Senio. We join the DLF family of podcasts with unique Dynasty arguments in a short 10 to 12 minute format. Dan and I love to debate Dynasty, and we hope you enjoy our banter as we discuss topics like trade offers, coaching, draft capital, and much, much more. Everybody. Welcome to the DLF Read and React IDP Podcast. This is definitely episode number 58. I am back after uh, a bit of a, a break to have a baby. I didn't have a baby. I was there while the baby was born and been taking care of her. Um, but I'm Sticky Z. This is where we do the IDP stuff. You know what it is. Tom's over there. We're going to hit every team, talk about rookies because it's rookie season. Um, Tom, you doing all right, man? Uh, yeah, I'm doing fine, but no one cares about me. How are you doing, buddy? You, you've been telling me you're a bit tired. But everything on everyone's healthy and everyone's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm just you know not sleeping. I think that's pretty much par for the course. If that's the worst thing that's happening, then everything is going great. So I'm good, man. Everyone's yep happy, happy and healthy, and everyone's doing awesome. I got a cute little baby girl, so it's been sweet. Oh, it's so lovely. But I'm happy to be happy to be here talking to you right now. Definitely, that's exactly where I want to be right now. Yeah, we're going to talk about babies offline. Uh, we're here to talk about football. Try and take your mind off it a little bit. Um, we are obviously going to try and run through every team, but you know, you've got a brand new baby at home, so if something happens, you're going to have to disappear, <laughs> and then I'll have to talk on my own or something. So, listeners, apologies if that happens. Um, and we are going to go quite quick because there's 32 teams and a bunch of different rookies. We thought tonight we'd basically just try and whistle through the teams. Talk about players, um, where they've landed, how they're likely to be used. There's a few places where we just don't know yet. Um, and kind of thumbs up, thumbs down, do we like them or not, and how much. That's it, really. Pretty obvious. Yeah, and there are a lot of players that kind of are just going to be depth pieces um, that maybe have some some future value. Not a ton of guys. I mean, they're obviously all the, all the first-rounders, but some of the later-round guys kind of are just going to be sitting and waiting. Um, and I guess we can just start with uh, the Arizona Cardinals – um, they definitely had an on- offensive-looking uh, draft. Um, I think, you know, Zach Allen, they took him in the third round. He's Boston College, I believe. Um, they took him in the third round, and they also took Deontay Thompson out of Alabama in the fifth round, which is crazy because I think pre-combine like type stuff, he was like a, for, a for sure first-round safety. Um, and he ended up going in the fifth round. I think he had some health um, problem. I think it was a knee or something or ankle Achilles, one of those things, there was like a bit of a flag on him. Um, but uh, I keep seeing Zach Allen, you know, kind of in like the sixth round. And I'm like, oh, third round, defensive end. Mm, I'm not sure exactly on, on this team. Um, but uh, I think he's a decent shot. He was pretty solid in college. Yeah, we like him. I mean, he's a very talented player. He's going to play three, four defensive end in Arizona mm-hmm. rather than outside linebacker, I'm assuming. So his, his value is kind of capped. If you're in a... Uh, a league with with roster size of kind of 55 plus then yeah take a shot on him anything less than that um he's probably not going to be a top 24 end anytime soon really so um i'm kind of letting other people take him to be honest yeah absolutely three four end is is for sure what he's going to be uh maybe he gets some outside outside linebacker work but uh that'll be that remains to be seen and then of course that's not so, so super valuable um Dante thompson i mean i think it's a solid solid value pick for them because i think he's a good player Definitely. Um, but he's, I think, I think especially here, he's going to be a free safety, um, pretty much for sure. Yeah. He's going to be a free safety. And and in my eyes, he's behind, uh, Buda Baker, depending on how they use him and DJ Swearinger as well. So, you know, a fifth round, 
safety who's third on the depth chart and is going to play deep. Not very enticing to me. So he's one to let other people take on the name value, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I haven't seen him drafted yet. Um, I've done two rookie mocks, two, not, not mocks, two rookie drafts. Or I say should say three rookie drafts with IP. I got a whole bunch starting um, on Monday, so that'll kind of be an, another thing. But I have not seen him drafted, um, and we'll talk about some of the other guys that are doing being drafted. Uh, Byron Murphy also taking the second round. I don't think I don't think he's going to start. I think Robert Alford, obviously Patrick Peterson is going to start, but that could be somebody that we're looking at because. Um, he has some flaws in his game, and it may, that led him to kind of fall out. And he's sort of, he's sort of one of those super athletic corners. Um, so we'll have to see. I mean, he could be kind of like a um, – what's the guy's name in Tennessee? I'm going to be forgetting so many names. My, my brain is so uh, so so messed up. Um, uh, Logan Ryan. No, the Adoree other one. The Jackson. Other one, fast one. Adoree, Adoree Jackson, Jackson, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yep. So some, it's kind of like that. Not as fast, but uh, – Something like that we could talk be talking about, about in the future. But uh, there's really nobody else. Um, they took a bunch of... I mean, they really went offensive heavy, like we said. So yeah, I'm happy yeah. to move on. Easy one. Let's move on. Let's try and get through them. So next one, um, talking about vile bodily fluids and horrible stuff. The Atlanta Falcons are up. Um, <laughs> oh, that was bad. <laughs> um, I don't know what that meant. Yeah, I, I, the Falcons. I don't want to talk about the Falcons draft because it was the most boring draft in the NFL. And I'm sure they need a new right guard and a right tackle, but... I just don't care. Um, they made no interesting picks at all for me. There's nobody really mm-hmm. on the defensive side at all. I mean, not until you get down John Kaminsky, who they took in the fifth round as a defensive lineman, and it might be their like fourth choice end or fifth choice or something like that. I, I just don't think there's anyone here with any value at all. Actually, there's no one I've come close to drafting. No, I totally agree. Um, yeah, maybe Kaminsky in like two years after Vic Beasley goes away, but uh. No, there's there's nothing here, and and I think they they had I mean like uh, Chris Lundstrom's a great player, and Caleb McGarry is a pretty good player too. So that was nice for them, but IDP, it's a uh, yeah, it's a let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, move on. Next one, uh, the Ravens. So Ravens are kind of interesting. Um, let's start up front. Yeah. They they picked a uh, Daylon Mack in the fifth round, uh, big nose tackler kind of backup Brandon Williams, but we quite like him as player. The more interesting player in the third round, they went for Jalon Ferguson, who I know you like as a pass rusher. Um, he's going to be an outside linebacker there, but, you know, he's got Matt Judon in front of him, and he's going to be battling Tyus Bowser and Tim Williams uh, for snaps, which doesn't feel impossible, actually. So he, he could kind of land on his feet there. Yeah, I mean, like like everyone says to him at first, and then, of course, he like led the NCAA in sacks. I think a lot of them were, like, effort sacks, and they kind of fell on his lap. But he's a really solid player. He's solid in run support. Um, you know, he, he's on the field. I mean, he was basically on the field for the entire college, his entire college career. So I think he could do, be pretty good, obviously outside linebacker, right? So maybe yep. not somebody that you're going to be drafting, maybe someone we're going to keep on the radar for him. Um, kind of boring so far, Tom. Um, hopefully we get to some excitement, but, uh, so far, you know, not a ton, ton of big name players, but we'll get to them. For Can sure. I go for a deep sleeper in, uh, Baltimore? So, you know, probably a Probably only an option in really deep rosters. Um, and we've got two of those drafts starting tomorrow, so I shouldn't be telling you this. Um, undrafted player, <laughs> Gerald Willis, uh, the interior defensive lineman out of Miami. He is a monster. He's a horrible person. He's got awful red flags all over him, but I like him to get on the field for the Ravens. Oh, nice. Okay, so undrafted free agent. Um, I've got a name to keep an eye on. Yeah, they they really didn't... I mean, I always I always think it's weird... You know, when you ship away like a CJ Mosley and then you go and draft a first round linebacker or something like that, it's like, why didn't you just keep the player? Obviously, there's yeah. money involved. Why didn't you just keep the player you know instead of hope of rookies can slide right in there? And this is a team where they didn't do that. Um, they did pick up Atara Alaka, who a lot of people liked 
Um, and, you know, people are going to be saying he's the guy, he's a sleeper to pick up, and, you know, that remains to be seen. We'll see how the preseason goes and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they still have a, gapping hole, a gaping hole right in the middle of their defense, um, and it'll be interesting to see who kind of picks up that slack. Yeah, I can't wait till we're talking about the inside linebacker situation there, actually, because it's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get there for sure. Let's go to the Bills. A little bit more exciting. Uh, they took Ed Oliver um, in the first Ooh. round, whatever, it was like ninth or something like that. Um, yeah, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a monster there. Um, I'm I'm interested to see if he's sort of in a bit of a rotation. Um, we start to the to the lele, um, but uh, yeah, because yeah, I think he's somebody who can be much more effective off of limited snaps because he can be totally fresh and when he's fresh and he's full power full bore um he's pretty impressive so uh, that'll be interesting to see um i think i have him still second in my defensive tackle ranks just because this is a really good spot and, and a solid defensive line yeah i i think it's just a perfect uh, position for him i really like that I, I saw him compared to john randall um earlier today who's one of my all-time favorite nfl players so he's just going to be unleashed there he gets to go rush the passer so um, yeah, do I want to be drafting a defensive tackle in the third round? I'm not sure I do. It feels like no. a lot, and that's where he's going. But he's going to be so much fun and, and like him a lot. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure where I draft him. I mean, it really depends on your league, you know, defensive tackle, premium or whatever. I'm looking up right now where he went in uh, in MPLB because that one drafts right away, which is awesome. And, of course, it's no waivers. So sometimes you get people, you know, going for guys that they're you know you can't really replace. So he went to, uh, to H-Bomb. Um, that's of course Tyler, uh, big IDP guy who's no longer on the Twitters, but, uh, Tyler took him at 208. And I, I think that's a little strong, but in this, in this league, of course, this is like the OG MPLB scoring defensive tackle score crazy good. So, I mean, he could be a weak wrecker. Absolutely. You know, you get two sacks as a defensive tackle, um, maybe a tackle for a loss. Like you're talking like a 30 point week, um, which is pretty impressive. So I, I get it there. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, you could probably wait a bit longer in your, in your drafts. Um, there's a little bit more offense I want to take there, but I think that's a good spot. Yeah, totally agree. Um, a couple of deep plays in Buffalo that I'm vaguely interested in. Voshawn Joseph yeah. ended up there, uh, the linebacker. We like him quite a bit. Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano are kind of nailed on, but I, I don't think Voshawn's got anything to worry about any other uh, players on there. And also Jaquan Johnson, um, another Miami player, uh, went in the sixth round. He's behind Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, pretty obviously. And behind that, pretty open. Raphael Bush was playing there last year, played in the slot a lot. He's not very good. Mo Alexander's there, hasn't been good in a few years now. So, you know, it, it's not it's not a closed book for him. No, definitely. I think it's funny because I see a lot of Matt Milano in kind of his game, sort of like a can become sort of a good coverage specialist. I mean, he needs a ton of work, but somebody who's like athletic – um, enough to kind of be good in coverage. So I like I, I like their, them picking him. Um, yeah, definitely a player you're going to be waiting on, a player we like pre-draft. Um, but I don't think I've seen him drafted yet either. No, I've been very tempted in the seventh round in a couple of places, but you, you can get him definitely that late. Uh, linebacker is just, yeah. just a crapshoot this year. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I think there's nobody else for me um, here if you want to move no, on to it. the Panthers where it gets a little bit more exciting. Um, they... They went and took Brian Burns in the first round, and everyone was freaking out, defensive end. But I believe they're either tra- they're working towards transitioning him to be a linebacker, um, and they're going to transition themselves to a 3-4 team. They're probably going to work it in a lot this year, which is interesting. Um, but uh, it seems like uh, the, his designation is a little fluid right now. Um, I think he may end up being a linebacker. 
So this is really interesting. I've been doing a bit of research on this because obviously this, this scheme thing has been talked about a lot. And the only actual quotes I found from the Panthers coaching staff, so they want to incorporate more 3-4 um, philosophy and facets into their defense, which to me says they're going to use 4-3 under because the 4-3 under is, is very much built to be a kind of hybrid. Uh, uh, certainly if you... You read some of the old Pete Carroll USC stuff. He was trying to combine the two schemes. And yes, it's a four-man front, but you've got the strong uh, side linebacker right up in the line, line of scrimmage. Anyway, we get into that all day. So so I think they're still going to be defined as a 4-3, um, but with Brian Burns kind of playing that that um, weak side uh, defensive end role. So yeah, we'll see. There's definitely a chance he's a linebacker, but either way, he's going to be doing the same thing. He's going to be lining up in the same spot and you and speed rushing on the outside. So really excited about Brian Burns. Um, I think it's a great spot. And I'm getting a lot of people saying, you know, should I be taking him late third, early fourth? And um, yeah, yeah, I definitely would do. He's a, he's a top pass rusher. Yeah. I mean. Well, the real answer is make sure your scoring is, is good where <laughs> outside linebackers are still valuable, yeah. right? Scoring in lineups. That's that's the real answer. So get that get that going in your league. And I think he's definitely worth it. I mean, just so, even if they transition this year, maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe the often maybe the defensive coordinators change and he's defensive end one day. Um, he's a phenomenal player. He went at thirty second overall in MPLB. Um, I think that's a solid spot for him, especially when you're talking about some of the some of the offensive guys that went around him. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I like it. I like it a lot. And then and then they went they went ahead and took Christian Miller. Um, which I think kind of made people go, oh, interesting, because he can be a bit of an outside linebacker too. Um, out of Alabama, he's somebody who didn't play a ton in college because of injuries, and you know they rotate so much. But a really solid player, I think, someone who could actually be really good. Again, not somebody you're probably not drafting, especially if he, you know he's a linebacker tag right now in MFL. But uh, another really solid player, and, and that that may be part of the reason why people are just kind of assuming they do switch and these designations kind of go the way we don't want them to go. Um, but but I think. Uh, I think it remains to be seen what the actual thing is. And the, the only problem is it's the designations are made off of base. Um, and as we know, base is played so, so little in the NFL these days. Um, but that's what the kind of doesn't, that's the designations are going off of. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of what they come out as, in, as their base personnel. And then we'll have to keep, keep watching it. But two good players, Brian Burns is phenomenal, right? So it almost doesn't even matter. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, just go after Burns. Miller should be really interesting. Um, in the next few weeks, we'll kind of we'll look at the the rise of importance uh, placed on Sam linebackers in in the last couple of years because I think it's interesting, but not for today. Um, that's it for the Panthers. Isn't it? They they bizarrely did not draft a um, defensive back at all. Mm-hmm. I've no idea why not. That is weird. Yeah, I mean this class wasn't great. I think there were a couple st- couple guys that are a little bit better than where they ended up going, but no, they they really didn't address it. And, and we'll get to them at some point. And we do kind of a team by team review. But uh, if you want to go to the Bears, another team that I mean, obviously they're spending all this money on um, Khalil Mack. I don't know how much they wanted to really put more into the defense, um, but they really went nowhere. I don't think they. I think they have one. They took. They they didn't have all the draft picks, right? Because they moved up to get Trubisky. Um, then they moved their firsts, right, to get. Khalil Mack, so not a ton of ton of ammo. Um, they helped out on the, on the offensive side a little bit more. Um, so there's really nobody here that I need to talk about, I don't think. No, let's get past. I'm not talking about Duke Shelley, a sixth-round cornerback. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go to the Bengals. Um, Bengals are a little bit interesting, and this is kind of where we hit our first first linebacker that I think could be solid. Um, Jermaine Pratt, uh, NC State, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm not positive on that one. Um, yeah. I love those uniforms. They're so good. Yeah, they are. They are good. Houston ones are good too. Kind of similar colors. Um, but uh, so he was a third round pick. I think he was a fourth linebacker off the board, something like that. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all I'm all in um, on Jermaine Pratt. I moved him up to LB three. Um, I think he's you know he's a very raw player, but I think it's it's there's really nobody here that's going to really push him hard to play. Um, I'll be interested interested to see him as more of like a off ball linebacker. I think he he played kind of. On, on, on the line of scrimmage a little bit more in college. It'll be interesting to see him fully standing up. You know, everyone kind of kind of goes, well, they drafted Malik Jefferson in the third round also. So, you know, who's it going to be? Uh, I think they're all, they're all, both of them are better than Nick Vigil. Um, and Preston Brown is Preston Brown. But, uh, yeah, that was the other coaching staff. So uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of what goes down there if they're just really off Jefferson and, and they really want to bring Pratt in. But I have him as my third linebacker. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm pretty stoked for for him, and he's somebody that he's probably the only linebacker, depending on when you can get him. He went in the fifth round of MPLB. I think that's like <laughs> that's so such good value there. Um, so, so that's I'll be super happy to maybe take him in the fourth if I need a linebacker. Um, so that's kind of how I feel, and and uh, I don't know how you feel about him, Tom. You weren't as high on him. I, I'm no, no, I'm not as positive as you. I I I agree with you. He's the third linebacker. I'm I'm just don't. I'm not sure he's going to start day one. You're totally right. There's not a lot there at linebacker. They were maybe the worst team in the NFL at linebacker last year. They they brought in, you know, one guy who no one's really excited about as a free agent and drafted him in the third round. So it should be an open competition. I, I think the, the best guys will play. And he's got a decent chance of starting and certainly a good chance of starting at some point in the year. But, you know, I've generally been letting someone else draft him um, just because he, he's going as a third linebacker. And, and I think there's a big drop off after the two, the top two. Yeah, I think that's fair. It all comes down to when, like, when you're going to get him, right? So, I mean, I'm not yeah. like, like, don't take him in the third round, but you know, if you can get him a little bit later, then, then I'm all about it. Um, but yeah, I like it. And then they also went with uh, Deshaun Davis in the sixth round. I think he had a little bit of hype also coming in, kind of a more of an unknown player, but a solid athlete type guy. So it'll be interesting to see there. Uh, other than that, they went with Ronell Wren. Uh, I think he's more of a, a interior guy, um, big, yeah. big, big, of a bigger dude. But other than that, nobody else. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot there apart from uh, Jermaine Pratt. And that's fine. Um, should we stay in Ohio, move over to the Browns? Yeah, that's good. Um, All right. They had a pretty Let interesting Let me talk about draft. this first, actually. Uh, this is really interesting. So I, I did a draft this week in the pub uh, with a bunch of guys, and it was great. And a really weird thing happened, because um, the first Browns linebacker taken was Mac Wilson. And and he went, you know, in like the early fourth or something like that. And uh, Sione Takitaki uh, didn't go to like seventh round. And, you know, people at home... Honestly, we all had Mac Wilson third linebacker before the draft, but you got to swallow your pride when this happens. When a when an NFL team drafts two players at the same position and one two rounds ahead, it means they like him a lot more. And yes, it's possible they can get him to the training camp and change their mind, but the, the chances of us being able to identify this player who the teams do not and we could see the talent, but they couldn't, it's just very unlikely. So you know, change your board. Take the the guy that was drafted earlier because um, he's far more likely to pay off. All right, rant over. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there definitely is something about draft capital and, you know, getting the opportunity. You have more leeway with being – with, like, kind of growing and stuff like that. And, of course, third round and fifth round is a difference. I mean, I think once you get past the fourth round, it's kind of all the same. Um, five, six, seven is basically the same. Um, for, for in terms of like hit rate and stuff like that. Um, I think Takatiki is a bit more of a outside linebacker type player. Um, he kind of gives you, he's a little bit more versatile. I think, I mean, he was, he had a bunch of red flags and then he got over them and was like a team captain. Now he has like a kid and stuff like that. Turned his life around. A lot of people like that. Yeah. I think when you, when you look at him, cause I believe he was the third linebacker, um, taken in the, in the draft. Um, I think it's one of those things where it only takes one team to 
overdraft somebody, and I think that's kind of what we're looking at here. Now, at the same time, every team passed on Mac Wilson, um, especially teams that needed linebacker, right? So that I think that, for me, was probably one of the biggest um, surprises of the draft, of a, of a player falling so far. Um, it was kind of like, oh, wh- what happened to Mac Wilson? Like, is was he hurt? It was something come up? And I don't think there's any of that stuff. So he was just, like, unvalued by teams. Um, I think there's a good potential there. Um, I don't think this is even a great linebacker spot. Um, I, they only play two linebackers mostly. It's going to be Christian Kirksey. It's going to be Joe Schobert. And then it's kind of a bunch of other guys. So it'll be very interesting to see. I think both of these guys are going to be – we're going to be waiting a little bit longer for them to kind of have, like, yeah. production. But the Browns are clearly worried. I mean, you yeah, don't draft two, two players at the same position in, in top five rounds unless you think you've got a hole coming out. So Christian Kirksey is, is under contract for two or three more years. It's a lot of money. He's not very good. So maybe they do something there. Joe Schobert is out of contract at the end of the year. You, you've got to think they want to keep him, whether they can or not. Who knows? So, so maybe it's depth and kind of trying to get some players in before it becomes a need. But yeah, as we've seen with the Jaguars, um, when a team goes after a single position, it, it's it's quite common they know something we don't. Yeah, we'll talk about the Jaguars, and, and I think Christian Kirksey like has injury problems. Even though the game this big deal, he kind of hasn't been crazy uh, healthy. So, so that's that. I mean. MPLB, a pretty high level, I'd say. I mean, I don't think any league's like an expert league. I don't think that even exists. But uh, same thing happened. Takatiki not drafted. Mac Wilson uh, taken oh, I, I, the sixth round, I think, something like that. So, you know, it's definitely happening out there. Um, so it's interesting. I think I'd still take – I don't know. I know what you're saying. I totally hear you. Um, I just – I see the talent, you know, in, in Wilson and – I think with a little bit of work, he'll be a little, he'll be a lot better, and, and I'm gonna stick with my my gut, I guess. I've definitely dropped him down my ranks like pretty far. Um, I'm not sure exactly where he, he's at now. I think I have him down at 12th, but you know, still a player that I'm maybe looking at in the sixth, seventh round. Um, though I do hear you for, for sure. I hear you. Um, I another well, player. We'll I, see. Yeah, another player. Now I know, now I know who you're drafting. <laughs> right. Another player I know you like is Shelter Redwine. Um, who they took in the fourth mm. round. Um, uh, you and uh, Dwight Dwight Peebles, you guys are talking about him. Um, uh, you guys both kind of liked him. I think there's a solid spot for him. So I don't know if he's going to be drafted, you know, but uh, a, a player to take a look at because he is a yeah, pretty he, much he went, safety. He went earlier than I thought he would do. And it's a fairly open um, situation in Cleveland. You've got Morgan Burnett, obviously, who's not getting any younger. And behind you, you've got Jermaine Whitehead, who is, who is just a guy. So definitely possible that um, he could get some playing time there. And fourth round is, is not peanuts. Um, so definitely keeping an eye on him. And the other defensive back, of course, is Greedy Williams, who who I loved. Um, was really shocked he, he slid as far as he did. Um, Denzel Ward is obviously locked down in, in one spot. And then Terrence Mitchell on the other side. Greedy Williams could easily be a much better player than Terrence Mitchell. So I'm not I'm not totally sure Greedy fits his scheme brilliantly. So I'm not in love with it, but yeah, all I want from my from my corners is a guy who's going to play a lot, and it feels like Williams will probably get that chance. Yeah, I think he's going to be that guy that kind of hits that that rookie formula for us, at least for me. Um, though, don't draft him; <laughs> take him on, on waivers uh, if you, when, you, yeah, when the season yeah. comes around. But keep keep it, keep him his name, um, you know, on your on your watch list. And uh, yeah, it was a crazy. Inter- it was a very interesting fall. I mean, he didn't take any meetings with any team before the draft, which I've never heard of before. Which is crazy, but uh, all right. I think that's good. Let's hear anybody else. Anybody else hear any? I don't think there's any. Nah, that nah. Let's move on. Um, okay, so Dallas? the yeah the Cowboys. So they went ahead and uh, UCF boy Tristan Hill second round. 
for an uh, interior player. Uh, yeah. What? I thought that was very surprising. I, th- I thought he was like a third or fourth rounder for sure. Late third, fourth rounder. Um, you know, he didn't even play much the, uh, this past year. Uh, but, dude, the super um, athletic guy, good mover, good motor. Um, so I think he'll be okay. I mean, it's wide open <laughs> there. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like they probably could have hit the outside, uh, the, the ends a little bit more. But uh, I like it. I think it could be could be a good name. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I like Tristan Hill there. It feels like he is a, I mean, he's a very deep flyer, but it could do something. I, it, when people are, are surprised that he's doing something in season, don't be. Um, Joe Jackson went really late, fifth round, and there's kind of a lot of guys on the edge. You've got Robert Quinn, Demarcus Lawrence got his job nailed down. Uh, Taco, <laughs> Dorrance Armstrong, Tyron Crawford. There's just a lot of guys on For this sure. defensive front. So I, I want to see how it shakes out. I'm, I'm not that And they had Jalen Jelks, too, is a player that I kind of liked a little bit. Um, had some good production, um, I think, at Oregon. Uh, yeah, but I don't think they really had anybody else that was too. Took a couple uh, of safety, a couple corners. Yeah, nothing nothing too exciting. I mean, their linebacker stuff's all set up, and that's not changing, and, and John Lee's coming back. So that's all. Yep. that's all locked in. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, Detroit up next. Now, now this is actually really interesting. There's a couple of uh, players here who, mm-hmm. who I was quite surprised with. Um, first, let's talk about him. I, I think he was the third linebacker um, taken, but maybe the fourth. Who knows? Jelani Tavai um, went in the second round to the Lions, which is really, really interesting. So we know that the Lions play a very similar scheme to the Patriots. There's really only one inside off-ball linebacker, and, and they quite often play with a couple of guys up on the edge as well. And you look at Tavai and think he's one of those edge guys. So whether he's either competing with Devon Kennard or they wanted someone who can play the role on the other side, um, which is the Carl Van Noy job in New England uh, when he's not playing inside. So potentially interesting, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't taken him very often at the moment. But I've been very tempted just because of the second round cap. Yeah, that's. I mean, like, I think he's a solid player. He's somebody he put out four years. He played basically every single linebacker position possible. Um, a really smart player. People really like him. I thought second round was ridiculous. Um, and again, like I said before, it only takes one yep, team agreed. to really love a guy um, to take him early. But I, I see, I see what you're saying for sure. I think he's kind of kind of want to be one of those outside guys. He went in the seventh round in the MPLB. I think he's like kind of like a player who like, man, I really like. I don't think he should go undrafted in IDP leagues because of him being a second rounder. Um, you know, and that's a. I think yeah, that's a sixty agreed. man roster, fifty five man roster. It's pretty high up there. Um, so. Definitely think he should be drafted. I'm probably avoiding also, um, unless I'm talking all the way down there. Um, but uh, who else did they take? They took Austin Bryant. Uh, well, right? oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry, just on Tavai. He's one of the biggest risers, right, in terms mm-hmm. of pre-NFL draft two now. Of, of all the IDPs, he's probably shot up the board more than anybody else, just from where he got yeah. taken. So yeah. definitely interesting. Yeah, I moved him um, to I like Austin Bryant as well. I, I was surprised the Lions left it so late to take a, a true defensive end because um, it is such a burning need for them, even after they took Trey Flowers. You know, Deshaun Hand was, was interesting and, and had a pretty good rookie season, but I don't want to go into the season with just those guys and then Romeo Aquara. Um, so Austin Bright could easily get on the field. Yeah, I think so. Um, he was kind of like a, a part-time player for Clemson, um, but solid, solid guy. Big dude, um, good size, right? So that's kind of what he's got going for him. Um, there and then, uh, I think that's really it. Nobody else. I don't really know Will Harris. I don't really. Uh, there's a couple of interesting defensive backs. So I like Will Harris. Um, a fairly good all-round player. Doesn't excel at any one thing, but I, I think he's got a good shout at getting on the field. So Quandre Diggs is there at safety, but 
you know, towards the second half of the season, they were using him more as free safety. Um, they did have, well, they still do have Tavon Wilson there, but you can never stay fit. As much as I love Tavon Wilson, he's not the guy. Miles Killebrew is terrible at football, so Will Harris has got a decent chance at playing. Tracy Walker is very much a, a deep-only safety. Will Harris I don't dislike. And one of my favourite picks of the draft, um, all the way down in the fifth round, Amani Oruwarie, uh, the corner. So, again, outside chance of getting on the field. They've got they've got Darius Big Play Slay, and across from him you've got <laughs> Jalen Tabor, Tease Tabor, Rashan Melvin. I mean, they're just guys. So, Oruwarie, I, I think, is more talented than either of those. Yeah, I like I like him too as a corner, but as you notice, I've just been like, ah, corners, who cares? He is a corner, right? Yeah, so I, I get it. <laughs> All right, let's go to the, uh, the the new look Green Day. Oh, actually, you know what? We skipped um, no the Broncos. Broncos, yes. So we'll go back to them. Did to Draymond Jones uh, in the, in the third? I mean, he's like an interior nose tackle type guy. I think he has some like pass rushing upside, but not anybody I'm like super looking at drafting. And then also Justin Hollins in the fifth round. I like Justin Hollins um, also at Oregon. Uh, I think he's like kind of somebody who needs a little bit of work, but has all the physical tools that you need. Um, but again, he's going to be sitting behind Bradley Chubb and and uh, um, of course Von Miller. Miller, right for for forever. So not somebody you're going <laughs> to. There's be that baby at. brain, dude. It's bad right now. Yeah, agree. I like Draymond Jones a, a little bit more than you. I don't think he is going to play nose. I I think they'll play him as three four end. But you know he's got a lot of guys there as well. Adam Gotsis, uh, Derek Wolf. Your boy, Demarcus Walker, uh-huh. um, hopefully he can take a bit of a leap this year. Um, so it's just going to be difficult for Jones to play a lot. Yeah, can I walk that one back now? No, you know what? I'll just own it. Demarcus Walker, he's going to take the leap this year. And this is the year. Year two. Let's go. <laughs> All right, year I'm three. watching. Um, <laughs> you mentioned it. Let's, oh, let's go on. One of my favorite defensive drafts. Um, and I feel exactly the same way about the Packers this year as I did the Colts last year, as they've really improved their uh, defense. And, and I can't wait to see it on the field. It's going to be so much fun watching the Packers. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess we'll start from the top. Like, they, they went with Rashawn Gary um, pretty early uh, in the first round, which I think is awesome. I mean, his, his different position versatility is going to be phenomenal for them. He's probably going to be an end in most, you know, in designations. I mean, definitely probably going to be an end. Uh, I really like it. Um, there's just a lot of pass rushers here. It's pretty interesting to see who kind of gets the, ends up getting the production, but I think he's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I'm, neither of us are massive Gary fans, right? He, he's, a, he's a crazy athlete. He never did much, but I, I love this situation for him. And you say, mm-hmm. yeah, he's probably going to be an end, but this is why this defense can be so interesting. So uh, the coordinator is Mike Pettin, um, best friends with both the Ryan brothers, very similar defense. He didn't really run all of it that year, but think crazy weird like one and two man fronts and, and blitzes coming from all over the place and, and showing weird things. That's going to happen. So... If you think about it just in terms of starters, you go, well, they paid Preston Smith and they paid um, Zadaria Smith, and now they've, they've drafted Russian Gary at 12th overall or whatever. That doesn't fit. But but when you think of his, his team as a multiple front attacking from all over the place, ah, suddenly it comes together. So if Oren Burks can kind of uh, improve a bit from last year and, and he gives you that brilliant hybrid player, all of a sudden it's really interesting. You've got Darnell Savage, you've got Adrian Amos. They can both do a lot of things um, at safety. Can't wait to see him on the field. Yeah, absolutely. And they took Savage in the first round also because they got that other first round pick from Dallas, I believe. Oh, no, from, uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, Savage is going to be good. But uh, yeah. him and Amos are going to kind of be splitting that sort of 
who's going to be strong safety, who's going to be free yeah. safety. So I'm, I, I kind of put some cold water on the Adrian Amos for me a little bit for them to bring in Savage, who I like, but I see him more as, as a strong safety um, in terms of like what he is built for because he's kind of a bit smaller of a dude. He's kind of more of like a heat-taking missile out there. But uh, I think they'll have him do both concepts. And like you said, yeah, they'll, they'll change things around. They also added Kingsley Kiki. Um, or Kiki Kingsley. Mm. That, that was that, that was the thing that you said you were going to do, and I did it. Um, who, who I know you kind of had as a, a bit like a, you know, like a top 15 type guy. Um, yeah, this is this defense is like, it's really good overall. Yeah. And we'd be remiss uh, not uh, to mention uh, go, Ty Summers also. They're just going to attack. Yeah, good point. I, I really like Savage. Um, so Savage was um, compared to, uh, what's his name? Bob Sanders uh, by a few people pre-draft. So anytime you see that kind of relatively small, but super explosive, super aggressive guy. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to seeing him. That's going to be fun. Uh, by the way, Josh Jones, does he have a role here? I, I'm I'm not sure he makes the team. I didn't think he would do last year and I'll be shocked if he does this year. Uh, makes the team probably as like a backup, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that 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 was a nice two games or whatever. Yeah. All right. Next team up, uh, the Houston Texans. Um, and this is it's kind of weird. There's a couple of relevant players here, but yeah, everyone kind of took a bit of a dive. So Charles Amenahu, um, our buddy at DLF, uh, Doug loves Amenahu, but he went in the fifth round, and it's not really a very good defensive line for him to land on. I don't think. Yeah, no, I totally agree there. And then there's really nobody else they added. Um, Lonnie Johnson was the corner they went with, and I kind of liked him. Uh, I think he's Stanford. I'm going to be so bad at these. I, I had them all, but I lost them all. Um, all the, the player school combinations. Um, he's probably going to play pretty much right out the gate because they don't have anybody else. Yeah. Um, not not too many other players. So that's it. Um, they had an interesting draft uh, overall, I should say. <laughs> yeah, they've... they've- done some weird things but we're not going to bully the Texans um they used up a lot of picks going after their their quarterback and that's kind of panned out yep that's what you do all right all right the Colts um this is my favorite bit of alphabetical order because you get Houston Indy and Jacksonville they're all in the same division it's so neat (laughs) anyway uh, (laughs) ah Colts have done a couple of interesting things so we'll talk about Bobby Okereke uh we love him we both really like him as player I don't think it's a great landing spot um, and they obviously they also picked Ben Banogu out of TCU, the Horned Frogs, in the second round, who is probably mm-hmm. going to play um, strong side linebacker. We think I, I don't think he's going to be a real edge player there. So that should be interesting. But Bobby O, what do you reckon about him? Yeah. Okay. So the reason Darius Leonard had so many points besides the sacks, that's one thing, was coverage. He was not good in coverage, and he was targeted a ton. I think he was up there in the top three, maybe the top. Yep. the number one rookie linebacker in, in being targeted. Mm-hmm. So they bring in a guy who is basically the exact opposite. He is really good in coverage. So what that tells me is that on third down, which player is going to be out there? Assuming, you know, assuming Leonard, I mean, he's a good player, solid player, doesn't take a massive jump in coverage, Okereke is going to be out there on third down, you know, if they're doing one linebacker stuff. Um, so that means that Okariki is solid because he's going to be out there on, on probably all three downs. And Darius Leonard's going to take a big step backwards. Um, I don't know. Like, I mentioned selling him um, a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago. I am I still think if you can get, you know, that sort of crazy high value on a linebacker like that, go for it, especially now. I don't know. I, I'm sure people are seeing Okariki and thinking, well, he's not going to be as good, obviously. But uh, I like him. I have him as my, besides Josh Allen, depending on if he's a linebacker or not, um, I have him as my, behind Pratt, as my my linebacker 
four or five, whatever. Um, I haven't been able to draft him yet because people are taking him a little bit higher than I would. But uh, I think he's going to be solid here. I don't know how much production there is to go around, but I can foresee him being a three-down linebacker, absolutely. Hmm, interesting. So I'm going to disagree with you slightly. I, I don't think there's much chance of Darius Leonard coming off the field for Bobby O. Um, Leonard, yes, was targeted a lot. He's not a great coverage player, but he's going to improve quite a lot in the second round, and they clearly they clearly like him. They they were riding him hard last year. So I think Bobby Okereke might be a 75%, 80% sort of player. Um, maybe he'll be an LB4, maybe an LB5, something like that. But I don't see that massive upside to him. I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed with his landing spot, to be honest. But it definitely yeah, think, has the upside of, of being a very good player. Right, like NFL-wise, it's probably a lot better. I mean, obviously, the, like I said, like the production's probably going to be a little sketchy. Um, but with this linebacker class, I mean, I think it's going to be just – it's going to be good enough. I mean, you know, when I'm saying he's my fifth linebacker, I mean, that's comparing him to the rest of the class and – being an 80% player for a lot of these guys is going to be really solid. So um, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, agree with that. Um, one, actually two more interesting players that's touched on really quickly. Um, they took Kari Willis, the safety, in the fourth round. I think that's relatively interesting. So Clayton Gathers is a, is a famous name. Matthias Farley was very good two years ago. Neither of them is that good a player. Um, so outside chance Kari Willis gets in the field at some point, certainly because the other two are a bit injury prone as well. Um, and Rocky Sin, the corner, um, they took him in the second round. I, 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 I'm not sure if you're in this league. I, I saw him drafted in, I believe, like the very start of the third round in a rookie draft the other day. A corner, start of the third round. Crazy. Yeah, I think people see he's probably the nickel guy, and they're like, oh, nickel corner scores so much, and he's like a second rounder, he's just going to play a ton. Yeah, I don't, I, I agree, that's that's ridiculous. But I think somebody, we, you know, he has good good speed, he's a good tackler, right? So um, I think that'll, yeah. be, that'll be interesting to kind of, Go back and see um, maybe someone that like you're gonna want to keep on your waiver wire watch list um, for you know, if he's getting if he's getting the snaps because you know he's someone who could put up points especially um, in leagues that try to make corners better by increasing the tackle points they get which is not the right way to do it but that is a way people try to make corners more valuable um, he could be someone that's actually decent but of course I, I he's definitely undrafted for me I mean I'm not drafting any corner so I'll just apply that to everybody yeah. I agree with that. All right, let's move on to the Jags. Now, there is two fairly controversial things going on yes. here. So let, let's leave inside linebacker for a minute. You touched on this already just now. Um, they picked Josh Allen at seventh overall when he, he unexpectedly dropped to them. Are you in the um, the camp that thinks he's going to play strong side linebacker? I am. I think in base, he's absolutely strong side linebacker. And then, you know, in pack, sub packages, he moves to defensive end. Um, and Campbell goes inside. So that's kind of how I see that kind of shaking out, which means if designations are built on not where you play the majority of your time based on base, then he'll probably be a linebacker. And that's how I, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, so I disagree with you and I will make my case. Um, firstly, I, I don't think they're going to spend a, a pick that high, even though he unexpectedly fell into them um, on a strong side linebacker. It's just it's not that valuable. Secondly, um, I think they rotate their defensive end. So over the last two years, um, no defensive end uh, in Jacksonville has played more than about 75%. Calais Campbell doesn't do that. Yannick Ngakwe doesn't do that. And in fact, when they had a decent third linebacker, uh, third defensive end, sorry, Dante Fowler, um, he actually played very similarly. So I, I think Josh Allen kind of slots into that old... Dante Fowler job as the third defensive end. 
Third, I don't really believe they do move Calais Campbell inside. We all think that as fans, because we can remember in Arizona and he played a lot on the interior, and he was great at it, so we assume that. But they haven't really done that in Jacksonville. I think last year he played like 60 snaps inside or something like that. And then you've got Taven Bryan, who's probably going to play a bit more inside uh, this year as well. They certainly, they've said they're going to do that. So I think Josh Allen comes in as that third defensive end. Uh, they rotate him and Ngakai and Campbell and give them all a, a little bit of a rest. Um, and and he's just going to be a really good defensive end. Yes, fine. Maybe he kind of gets to drop into coverage four or five times a game, and they do some interesting things with him. But I I, I think he's defensive end. Yeah, I think that's fair. Those are good points. I mean, I think they probably didn't move Campbell in as much because they had Malik Jackson, who they paid a ton of money. Um, and now he's gone. And now they also, but then again, they also yeah. have Tavon Bryan now, right? So that's somebody who could kind of take that interior role. Um, so unnecessarily, they don't need really Campbell to move in there. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, well, I guess, I mean, like, it's, we might as well bring it up. I mean, Telvin Smith is taking a year off. Probably there's a suspension coming. Mm. Um, and then before anybody could even say Blair Brown's name three times fast, he was cut as well. Um, so I don't, just, just Josh, I mean, someone, someone has asked me, does Josh Allen play some off ball linebacker like that? Uh, I mean, I get he could. I don't think he'd be very good. But uh, he definitely could. I don't see that happening. Um, but maybe a couple of snaps here and there he does that. Um, I see what you're saying, though. Kind of like just the, the rotational guy. Um, but he just does so much more than Fowler. Fowler's like a pin your, pin your ears back and go crazy. I don't. I mean, Alan, Josh Allen does that. But he does so much more um, in other aspects of the game. Um, and they're both first-rounders, right? I mean, that, that, that is the similarity there. Um, but I kind of see him more as just like a, let's try to get the, let's try to get this guy on the field as much as possible with Campbell and uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Um but I guess we'll go, since I brought it up, the Telvin Smith thing. Um, I don't think it takes a, a degree in IDP to know that Quincy, Wills, Quincy Will, Williams, a third-round pick, is probably going to be the starter or you know really fight for that job with uh, Jake Ryan and Najee Good. Um, I, don't, yeah. I don't think that's really hard to see. Um, um, you know, If people want to take victory laps on him now, I mean, that's fine. But uh, – uh-huh. Um, that that's probably what's going to go down there. Um, and I did just see that Joe Giles Harris, a linebacker I really liked, was a restricted uh, undrafted free agent. So, you know, that's my pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's going to be a mess. Uh, the yeah. only linebacker I really want there is Miles Jack. Everybody else, I, I think, is not really going to be a full down all season long linebacker. They might well get a, a, a job and be relevant for a few weeks and we'll probably end up picking them up at some point. But at this stage, I'm only looking at Jack and nobody else. Yeah, did they trade for Jake Ryan? I think no, no, he was no, he was on the waivers. Um, that was a different player I'm thinking of. But uh, yeah, it's bad. It's gonna be it's gonna be nasty out there. I mean, maybe you know if Telvin continues to be away, I don't we don't know what the deal is yet. That's still kind of up in the air. You know, Williams maybe can make that transition in the future. Um, you know, everyone kind of snapped to drafting him. Um, you know, he was the round pick, which is pretty solid for a linebacker. Went before Mac Wilson and a couple of the other guys we talked about um, already. So. Yeah, I mean, I could see you kind of going for him. I don't think I think um, MPL be drafted way before that even happened, so I don't think he was taken. Um, no, he was not. Uh, but you know, other round, other places going in the sixth round and stuff as the news broke. So it's interesting to see where he gets drafted now. I think people are just kind of slotting him in, um, mm. and it's not going to be like that at all. I mean, Najee Good has a ton of experience in the NFL. I could see him being getting the job. Yeah, um, he's okay. for sure. Yeah. Um, he's not good. Nick DeLuca's hanging around. Yeah, Nick DeLuca. I'm a Nick DeLuca fan. No, Najee Good's like also a good co- guy. He's also been good in coverage his whole career. That's kind of what his his thing is. Um, so it'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, any anybody else you want to hit on? Um, hit on here. Nah, that's it. Let's nah. go to the Chiefs. Okay, the Chiefs. Um, uh, Juan Thornhill, second round pick. 
Um, Ooh. I thought that was – I think that's solid. I mean, I've been snapping him up in a lot of places. I think that's a really good spot um, for him to Agreed. be in. Yeah, so I don't know exactly how Spagnolo kind of puts his uh, puts his safeties out there, but I'd probably have Thornhill as, like, safety. Mm, looking at my list, I did, I did not update after the draft yet. Safety two or three? I mean, he's got to be way up there, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think it's a really good spot for him. Um, so Abrams is kind of top, right? And then you've got Juan Thornhill and Taylor Rapp. Uh, it's probably those two. So in terms of how Spags uses them, historically he's kind of used a, a pretty much a, a strong safety and a free safety. However, that might be down towards personnel. And now he's got Tyrone Matthew and, and Juan Thornhill, who clearly are both very flexible players. Thornhill played deep a lot in college, but he played deep so he could get a 20-yard run-up to, to de-cleating someone. Um, he's a very physical player. He can play in the slot. He can do a lot of stuff. So I'm expecting that to be a bit more of a modern safety partnership rather than, you know, one guy up and, and one guy down. So it should be really fun to watch. Yep. Um, and uh, they ended up taking Kalen Saunders, um, super athletic guy, does can do backflips or frontflips or whatever, whatever that was um, in the third round. So, eh, I mean, he's an interior guy. Really, um, but you know, defensive yeah, premium agreed. maybe maybe take a look at him on the thing. But there's nobody else I want I, I want to touch on really here. Um, now, Kalen Sanders is just a backup to Chris Jones yep. for me. Um, he's not going to get on the field as long as Chris Jones um, stays healthy. But we know Chris Jones does um, tend to run down a little bit in the second half of games, yeah, so he'll probably get some snaps. But you know, 150, 200 snaps, I, I would kind of get. yeah, definitely. All right, we'll go on the Chargers. I'll let you start because I know what you're going to say, and I'm ready to refu- refute you. <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't know which one to talk about. I've, all right, I'm going to talk about linebacker first. Um, so there is so much going on with mobile linebacker on this team. You've got Jatavis Brown. You've got Thomas Davis. You've got Kaiser White. You've got Drew Tranquil. You've got Adrian Phillips, who are all, in my mind, basically the same player. A very kind of mobile linebacker, safety hybrid. <sighs> Who's going to play? I love Drew Tranquil, but I'm not sure he's going to get on the field. Yeah, this is not the part I was talking about. Um, it was with interior, and we'll get there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, this is a mess. Him. This is a mess. I mean, even – I don't even want – I like Denzel Perriman. We like Denzel Perriman a lot coming into the offseason until they added Thomas Davis, who's not young at all. So that's that. But even then, like, these positions are going to be rotating so much um, that I don't know. I would maybe take Drew Tranquil, throw him on a taxi squad, throw him on, you know, kind of a stash – Type players, like he's probably one of the better um, in terms of like actual talent than Kaiser White, even though they were drafted in the same round. We're talking about different classes here, you know, different positional scarcity yep. going on. Um, like all the rookie linebackers went so fat, so early last year um, that you can't really compare the two. And then Adrian Phillips, you know, you got Derwin James who's going to be in the box. They had Nasir Adderley. You can kind of do a whole bunch of different things. So I do think he's going to be a locked in free safety, um, but he can do a whole bunch of different yep. things. Like it is crazy. Um, it is just, I think it's all avoid all over the place, um, for me. Yeah. That safety partnership of, of Derwin James and Nasir Adley is so exciting. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to watch that. It's going to be really fun. So let's do a little bit of debunking in the playoffs last year. Do you remember they played that game and, and everyone was like, Oh, they had eight defensive backs on the field all the right. time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yes, they kind of did, but only because Adrian Phillips is, is play was playing linebacker. Um, apart from that, you're really just playing a lot of nickel and dime, which is 
not very unusual at all. So don't go crazy. But yeah, we know that Derwin James is um, the strong safety. Nasir Adley is going to play deep, which is why Jaleel Adai was not very good last year, why Trey Boston was not very good the year before. We love Adley, but he's not going to pick up a lot of tackles. Yeah, I agree. And I think he can do more, but in this position... And, you know, with Phillips, too, who will, could, you know, you could put Derwin James down in the box. Derwin James on a scrimmage. Have Phillips and Adderley in there as the safeties. You know, it's it's it's, it's multiple. Um, so, yeah, definitely not someone I'm, I'm probably, I mean, I've seen him go pretty high. But just because of where he was drafted and, you know, what guys have done here before. But it's it's a total avoid for me also. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's talk about the sexy position here. Um, so one of my favorite players in the draft, Jerry Tillery, interior disruptor, went in the first round of the Chargers. It's a perfect, perfect fit. Um, he gets to play with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on that line, and Tillery is just going to send bodies flying and wreak havoc. Um, it's such a great interior uh, tackle class, so he's not my top guy. He's probably not even the top two guys, but I really like it. Oh, man, I thought you were going to be on the opposite end of this. No. Oh man. Job. Okay. Well, that was what I was thinking that you because like the in the past like this position's been terrible. So I thought you were going to be like, well, the scheme like doesn't really produce a solid guy. And I was going <laughs> to be like, well, yeah, you're talking about Darius Phylon and Carrie Car- Lugit, um, and we're talking about Jerry Corey Tillery. Legit. Too Whatever. legit to quit. Not, not, not yeah, exactly. Not that legit. And I was going to be like, yeah, but we're talking about Jerry Tillery. He's amazing. Um, that's not not how it went down. So um, I'm just gonna no, I, I'm fine with Tillery. I love it, man. My I problem love with it. this is, uh, uh, last year, then the Chargers' defense uh, was was good, but not great. But, but they had a load of famous names in it, so everyone was always dropping stuff like, "Oh, it's the most complete defense. They're so talented." And you're going, "Well, they're not very good at linebacker. They haven't got a free safety, and they are awful up the middle. They were they were so soft against the run, as the Patriots uh, proved to them in the playoffs. Um, it just ran all over them. So yes, Jerry Tillery is not a dedicated run mm-hmm. stuffer, but he really helps them <laughs> internally. So. Um, they, yeah. they had two big holes, and they've kind of filled them. I, I really like this Chargers defense. Yeah, I love Tillery. I think I'm going to put him at number two, um, just because I think Quinn Williams is an end for right now. So I'm going to put Tillery number two behind Ed Oliver. Um, it's a little bit spicy. I'm sure we'll talk about Wilkins and Simmons later, but uh, that's kind of where I got him. I think I mean I'm taking him in everywhere I possibly can. I think it's a solid for a defensive tackle, um, and you know you can get him in like the. I've seen him sixth round a lot. Uh, defensive tackle premium. I got him in the seventh round. I've yeah. got him in the seventh round this week, and I'll, I'll take that all day in DT Premium. Thanks very much. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. So I'm a big fan. But uh, anybody else you want to talk about here? Because we're kind of we got to move through these. Yeah, we need to wiggle. Um, we're getting two-minute mode. Um, let's go to Miami uh, really quickly. All right, so here's another tackle who I actually have higher than Tillery because uh, I love the landing spot. Um, I love the player. I think he's going to be really well. Um, Christian Wilkins went in the first round to Miami. Um, I don't really want to talk too much about the rest of their draft because it was it was very underwhelming. Um, he's really the only guy I'm after. Andrew Van Ginkle, the linebacker, is probably fourth on the depth chart. So, yeah, it's kind of it for me. Um, but Wilkins, big fan like that. Yeah, line. I like the spot. I think he's going to be playing a lot, which necessarily isn't so bad. You know, snap sequel production. Um, he's by far the best pass rusher, probably the best offensive lineman. Um, unless Charlie, Charles Harris takes a massive leap forward, and I've been taking him, I've been taking him in like the seventh round in in vet in vet like leagues because hey maybe it'll work and he's an end, but uh, yeah I mean I I like Wilkins a lot I like the player a lot I'll, I'll be interested to see when you go from the Clemson line to the only good player um, and your defensive tackle it'll be very interesting to see what he can kind of do then. Um, 
so so I'm kind of a little bit lower than I think most people are than I know you are. Um, yeah, I mean he, he's a good pass rusher, but it'll be interesting to see kind of what he he looks like in this in this defense. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He's a good pass rusher, and I think he's all round player. So comparing him to Malcolm Brown um, during his time in the Patriots or, or Ashon Robinson uh, on the Lions, I, I don't think those are outside the realm of possibility. That's fair. Um, we skipped the Rams, so we gotta jump back a little bit. Oh yeah, let's go back to the Rams. Sorry, that's my fault entirely. Apologies, Rammies. Yep. So they, they went with Taylor Rapp in the second round. Um, took David Long, who's, who's a good corner, um, in the third round also. Other than that, not a ton going mm. on. Not a ton going on. How do you feel about Rap there? I mean, Eric Weddle's not going anywhere for right now. I mean, he's a bit older, yeah, obviously, I'm... so you know the future is, is pretty much wide open. And I thought John Johnson played really well. Um, I'd hate to see his, his job kind of go away. But uh, unfortunately, that's kind of what I see happening. Yeah, John Johnson was really good last year. Um, he was a big miss for me. I didn't think he'd be very good, so that's a surprise. I'm not as excited about Taylor Rapp as I should be. You can either you can see it in three different ways. One, you think he's John Johnson's backup, although they drafted him in the second round. Uh, second round backup to a strong safety seems steep. Um, Eric Weddle, they obviously just brought in on a two-year contract, um, so you could easily say Rapp's going to kind of learn off uh, behind Weddle and take his job at some point. I get that. They can both play all over the secondary. I like that. Or you look at Taylor Rapp and you think he's going to come in and take Mark Barron's job as that inside um, kind of nickel um, linebacker. Because Corey Littleton's still there, but apart from that, you've got Micah Kaiser who can't really do that. And who's the other guy? Marquis Christian, who, who played about 500 snaps last year. Um, but but none of those jobs I'm really that excited about. They, they sound interesting for Taylor Rapp, but none of them are very productive. So I'm kind of not that on him. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, all right, cool. So let's move on. All right, Minnesota? Yes, Minnesota. Minnesota. Not really a big defensive draft. Um, they kind of hit some of the, their other <laughs> needs. Um, I don't think well, they have a six. Cameron Smith I've never even heard of. Um, so there's really nobody here that I'm, like, super interested talking about. Nah, kill it. Move on. All right, cool. Patriots. Um, I think the big the big thing that jumps out right away, of course, is Chase Winovich. Um, and they end up taking Jokon Williams, who's a, who a corner. But, but Chase Winovich, um, mm. third round. Uh... I think he's going to be rotational. I think he's going to be learning behind a lot of these guys. I think he's going to be awesome for best ball. Not awesome. I think he's going to be good for best ball for an end. Um, but other than that, I'm kind of on, a, on the avoid train for right now. Well, I really like Winovich. He, he's such a good player. Mm. I think it's a good landing spot. But A, he could end up playing um, a bit of linebacker. Uh, Rob Ninkovich has been bandied around a lot. And, and B, even if he plays defensive end, he's going to play, what, 500 yeah. snaps? So, uh, can you start him in a normal league? Probably not anytime soon. So, a great player to watch. Really enjoy uh, going to see him on TV this year, but I'm not really drafting him. Yeah, classic classic good NFL pick. Not great, you know, going to be for, for IDP. So, anybody else? Yeah, agreed. No, let's not talk Tony, about Tony, man, we've got to start on the, back, on, the, on the end and go up because we never get to talk about all these teams because we go start – we start – for talking for a long time about the Texans and the Colts and the Jaguars, and then we're like, oh my god, we got to go f- so fast, and all the other teams get get left behind. So next time we'll start from the yeah, bottom. Yeah, we're terrible. Yep. You'd think after all this time of doing this podcast, no, we did it one time. It, I think we did it one time. We just got to stick with it. Oh, all right, fine. Um, <laughs> who's Saints. next? Uh, Giants. Saints. Oh, oh yeah, totally forgot the Saints. Oops. Sorry, Saints Nation. <laughs> Not a big defensive draft. I mean, they took Chancey Garner Johnson in the fourth round. This is like traditional Ooh. Twitter draft. Twitter got it wrong. Um, you know, everyone's like, oh, first round pick so versatile. 
Uh, I don't. I mean, it's gonna be great for NFL. Terrible um, for IDP. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I'm even gonna call him. I mean, like he could play over Eli Apple as a corner. I mean, I could see that happening for sure. So could do. I mean, yeah. I don't think he's an outside corner though. So I, I tell you what, I'm doing with him is is bigging him up, letting somebody else draft him in the fifth round, and then <laughs> when they drop him after four weeks because he's not playing, yeah, I might pick him up as and when he ends up playing in nickel or at strong safety. But at the moment, yeah. he's you know he's playing five snaps a week. Yeah, definitely. We were hoping him to go, hoping for him to go somewhere and and kind of be like a do it all guy, he'll always get all the snaps. But I mean, he's not gonna play over Von Bell. He's not gonna play over Marcus Williams. Um, he'll probably play play over PJ Williams, who like is, could be their nickel guy. Um, they, they don't have a ton of depth at corner, so that's kind of why I'm well. like, so, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah I, let's Robinson. move on. We're not touching. Okay. Him. Yep. All right, G men. Let's talk about Giants now. This is actually interesting. So. Um, a pick panned by uh, Draft Twitter, but Dexter Lawrence in the first round is quite interesting. Um, he's probably going to play nose tackle, but you know, as far as nose tackles go, Dexter Lawrence is a very interesting one. Extremely um, mobile, versatile, agile for a big fella. Um, in, in DT Premium Leagues, he, he's worth a, a flyer, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, honestly, like some of the defensive moves are pretty good. Obviously, everyone makes fun of their, their, their offensive moves, and I think that's super warranted. Um, but uh, I, I think, honestly, I think O'Shane Zimenez is a solid pick. I mean, he's probably going to be an end. Um, you know, you're probably going to get him super late because kind of people kind of poo-pooing all the Giants' moves. Um, I think he has some solid upside here. I mean, there's really not a ton of pass rushers on this team. He's going to be playing a lot. Um, he's a good player, a, a huge dude, uh, has a solid motor. Like, I really could see him being okay um, over here. And, and I think, like... Let me see where he went in MPLB. Um, uh, if I could, if I knew how to type. Oh, he wasn't drafted. So <laughs> that's all you need to know. Yeah, definitely worth going after then. Um, third round pass rushes. Yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Julian Love, another corner, I think is is decent. And of course, DeAndre Baker in the first round was Good there. Good He moved up for I think. Um, during the second, full disclosure, during the. The second through seventh rounds of the draft, I was at the hospital um, with with a with a baby <laughs> on the way. So <laughs> some of these things kind of flew over my head. I'm still catching up. You're going to miss so many drafts uh, for kids' birthday parties <laughs> in the future. Well, thankfully, they're all like, you know, it's 8 p.m. here, right? So I guess the, the, that Saturday day is going to be yeah, totally missed. Hmm. Um, Fair yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anybody else? Yeah. Um, one other player worth uh, touching on for the Giants, Ryan Connolly. Oh, yeah. Um, only went in the fifth round, but, you know, a, apart from Alec Ogletree, and, and you know how we feel about him, there's not a lot of linebacker there. No, it's true. So Ryan Connolly could get some playing time at some point. You know how we feel about him different from each other, though. Let's just, let's just make that point clear. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> one other thing, um, Mike Clay, genius Mike Clay, ESPN, um, included Ryan Connolly on his list of potential defensive rookies of the year. Whoa. So that's worth noting. Wow, that's okay. He's a little bit boring um, for me, uh, but but boring can score the points. Um, but I kind of see him as sort of like a just like an eh type player. But hey, there's there's opportunity there. Yeah. Um, let's go on to the Jets. Um, all right, so Quinn Williams. Uh, basically, I'm I'm pretty sure they came out and said he's going to be an end, um, or, or that's kind of like the the thinking. Do, do you agree with that? 
Uh, well, yeah, I do. I, I think that's naturally a spot. When I look at Quinny Williams and Leonard Williams, I do not see a huge amount of difference. Yeah. However, and this is important, so I, I was talking about this uh, um, on Twitter. Now, A, our buddy EC, who came on the show a little while ago, um, basically said, don't play him outside the C gap at all. Yeah. He, he's only going to win inside, so, you know, yeah. maybe a tackle. Um, and Breeze, who um, obviously ends up basically setting MFL designations, also agrees, um, thinks he's a tackle. So we need to know about that. But we basically don't know what the hell's going on with the Jets. So we know that Greg Williams is saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep it as 3-4 base. But, you know, we're going to see some sort of hybrid approach, right? It's not going to be just a flat traditional 3-4. So I don't really know. I've yeah, no that's, that's totally fair. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just dwindling into not knowing anything. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's okay. I, I kind of agree with you. You kind of cut out a little bit there. Um, so I, I may missed the last oh, thing you said, sorry. but, uh, yeah, I totally agree. I, I could see them being, him being like, let's keep everything the same as it was, keep everything the same as it was and we'll be good at how it is. And then, you know, next year, be like, okay, actually we're transitioning to a four, three, like I wanted to from the beginning. Um, yeah. so, so that could, you know, just all kind of coach speak in there. Um, you know, another player that they, that they ended up taking the third round was Jakai Polite, who obviously had the worst combine of all time. Um, and then, you know, right now he's gonna be outside linebacker. <laughs> But, you know, somebody who maybe, if they do transition to a defensive end, you know, Williams will go inside to defensive tackle. He'll be really good there, and Polite will go to outside linebacker. Or go to defensive end, I should say. Yeah, that, oh, them on the edge. I mean, I, I don't think it's a great spot for Polite, but he's taken on Brandon Copeland, Jordan Jenkins, Terrell Basham, and Frankie, uh, Frankie Love. None of them are very good, so Polite could absolutely be the best edge player there. It's just, is that worth anything? No, no, I, I agree. I mean, it's definitely a stash, and, and I think if anybody could probably get him his head right, um, it's probably not Greg Williams, but he may take a good shot at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, one other relevant player we should talk about, Blake Cashman, um, yep. who a lot of draft Twitter absolutely loved, including us. Went in the fifth round because of his funny little T-Rex arms. Um, it's not ideal at the moment. He's clearly behind CJ Mosley and Avery Williamson and Darren Lee at the moment. They've been trying to, to shop him and get rid of him, obviously. Feels like Cashman is one injury away from having a job there, actually. Yeah, maybe. In I honestly, I don't know. They just paid Mosley a ton of money. Avery Williamson, I think, he's probably got another two years on his deal. Uh, this is definitely a stash, yep. but like a stash that could actually really pay off well. Yeah, he's not really worth owning unless you've got a deep roster. But if Mosley or Williamson yep. have anything happen to them, Cashman is going to be a priority ad. Yep. All right, I think that's it for me. Uh, is there anybody else you want to touch on? We can go over to the Raiders. No, no, let's carry on to Raiders. Yeah, well, here was one of the big shocks of a draft night. I was sitting here, it was 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, whatever, going, yeah, 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 Kyler Murray, all, all normal. Wow, they, they took Feral. <laughs> Fourth overall, did not see that coming. Um, so that was bizarre. I, I don't know about you, I love this as a landing spot. Yeah. I think it's great. I think he's going to walk in and play a ton of snaps and probably with their best pass rusher as a rookie. So I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, this goes under my, you know, obviously, you know, I have my cap triggers. Um, this is one of them, too, where it's like, just <laughs> just trade down. Like, just go ahead, just trade down. Like, and you can do it. Like, you just, you hit the trade down button, and some team, like, comes out of nowhere and wants to trade up. And, like, no, you know, it doesn't work out like that. You need a p- trading partner that wants a player. So I, I get where you're like, oh, we really want to take this guy at, like, 15, but we can't because we're not going to have a pick at 15. Let's take him now. And if you really, really like the player, 
I tell you, people do this, the same thing in IDP leagues. Rookie drafts, if you like the player, draft them early because then you'll be more happy. And that's what really matters. So I'm cool with it. I think it's a great spot. Uh, I, if he's not, I believe he's not my number two. I didn't have to move him, which was nice because um, he was already my number two defensive end. Um, so I get to leave him there, which makes me feel good. And that's, just, that's a solid move. Um, and then they went back in the first round and added Jonathan Abram, who I think is easily safety one. This is a this is another great spot. Um, yeah. I think every IDP player just became Raider fans. Um, if you weren't already, <laughs> I agree. Abram is definitely safety one, but it's a weird spot. Um, so traditionally, Gunter you know, comes out of Cincinnati. He's kind of a, a too deep safety guy, and neither of them out uh, outstandingly productive. And all of a sudden, you look at the safeties he's got, and he's got Abram, who is very much a, a box safety, and Lamarcus Joyner who used to play slot corner and is probably a, a deep safety naturally. And it kind of looks a bit like a, a strong and free split. So it'd be worth, it'd be worth watching what they do there. Yep. All right, man. Anybody else you want to touch on? Max Crosby has some, you know, fourth rounder, no. some upside. Um, that's about it. Not that interested. Uh, let's go to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, Eagles didn't really make too many splashes. Um, they had Shreve Miller. Um, in the fourth round, I think that's somebody, you know, basically all the Eagles people are saying he should have stayed behind another year, and he's a complete developmental type player um, to add to the, the depth there, and, and there's really nobody else here to talk about. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, linebacker was interesting, but they didn't draft anyone and, and signed Zach Brown, so kind of slammed that door shut. Yep, absolutely. Right, Steelers. Now, this is really exciting. Uh, so they traded up, which the Steelers never, ever do, uh, to go after Devin Bush, a uh, linebacker. So it kind of kills Mark Barron's value. His career is probably pretty much over now. And Devin Bush, uh, for me, comes in as the top linebacker in this class. Okay, yeah, I was about to ask you that. So that, that's totally fair. I think um, phenomenal spot. No, really, nobody else really. Uh, I mean, Mark Barron is a little bit, but other than that, there's really nobody else. Um, so so that's I get it. I get it. I haven't really done the the decision between him and him and uh, White in in Tampa Bay just because Levante David's there, right? So that's going to be interesting um, yeah. to, to decide. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, anybody else you want to talk about? Ulysses Gilbert was a favorite of uh, Doug's, and um, he's kind of kind of outsidey <laughs> linebacker type guy. So we'll see what happens there. But really, nobody else unless you've got one. No, absolutely not. I'm I'm trying to think of a Ulysses thirty one joke, and I can't stop. Do you know the president, our presidents, by their numbers? No, Ulysses Thirty One was a uh, brilliant French cartoon in the late eighties. Okay, I can't believe you're not familiar with it. Everybody knows that it was awesome. All right, I thought Ulysses Grant. He's probably somewhere around there in the presidential number, maybe a bit. A he bit was earlier than that, wasn't he? Yeah, no, I, 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 I would have thought he was like fourteen or something. Like yeah, yeah, he's probably like yeah, like eighteen something. Like that. Okay. Um, I'll leave that in. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Seahawks. We'll go with their surprise first-round pick of LJ Collier. Um, I think, you know, mm. if they traded Frank Clark, everybody's super happy, happy LJ Collier. Um, I think he's definitely a second- or third-round player. They took him in the first round. Everyone's kind of super happy for it. I'm kind of on the meh. I think he's going to play a lot, which is good. But I think he's more of like a edge setter than a pure pass rusher. Um, and then they brought in Ziggy Ansah, who needs like six weeks. I don't know mm. where that came from, but six weeks to rehab his shoulder. Um, so Collier's going to play a ton, but I think, you know, I think it's not going to be as, as hot as I think, I think a lot of people are hoping for. Yeah, I've been up and down on this one. The, the pick came in and I was like, oh, that is so underwhelming. I, I didn't like him as a player. 
But, yeah, Pete Carroll knows a lot more about this football thing than me, and he, he's done better coaching jobs. So yep. then I got really excited. And then they signed Anter, and I'm like, well, maybe not. But but still, I've been getting a lot of Collier, because he, he's often sitting there in the fifth round. And, and I'll take a mm-hmm. pass rusher who went in the first round in the real NFL draft from the fifth round every time. So, you know, I've got a few shares. I think he's interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, the other player lot, I like right? in Seattle. Was a production. Yeah, sorry, my fault. Um, yeah, it, it's just volume. All, all you want is volume, so get me. Um, we like Marquise Blair. So Marquise Blair was the second safety taken in NFL terms, went in the second round. This is interesting. So Bradley McDougall is still obviously there and has been a strong safety for a little while. Bradley McDougall could play free safety, and it looks like Seattle are not really believers in Tedrick Thompson, who played free safety last year and wasn't very good. So it's possible that Blair wins a job at Seattle, so they'll have a, a proper fight in training camp. But, you know, Blair's probably going to be relevant at some point, I would say. Yeah, they had, they had a very interesting draft. Blair and they had also added Ugo Amandi. Uh, yeah, I think this kind of hurts McDougal a ton. I think people were kind of penciling him in after Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor are gone. Uh, yeah, this definitely hurts a ton. And then um, Cody Barton they had in the third round. I didn't know a ton about him, but he's a drafty type. People kind of like him. Um, he could kind of fight for... I like him. Yeah, kind of fight for those inside spots. And then Ben Burkiven went in the fifth round, um, who I know you, you like him a lot too. So this is basically like Shaquem Griffin is donezo, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, Shaquem Griffin is a special teamer. Um, he had his shot and he, he was not very good. This is really interesting for the future because Bobby Wagner is out of contract this year. It says he's not going to take a home desk, uh, hometown discount. Uh, so he'll be off to the Raiders. And then KJ Wright kind of got a contract, but they didn't really want to give him a contract. And he hung around and nobody else came after him. Yep. Michael Kendricks is hanging around if he's not in prison. It looks like the Seahawks are just going, look, last year we were absolutely ruined at inside linebacker. Um, they had Barkevius Mingo starting a, a legit off-ball linebacker for a few games. Mm-hmm. Um, they just needed depth and options there. Yeah, definitely. And, and one of these guys, I, mean, I don't know. Are you drafting these guys? No. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> All right, cool. Anybody else? You want to move on? No, let's move on. Um, who are we on to now? Tampa? Uh, no, San Francisco. Yes. Uh, Nick Bosa, defensive N1. Okay, done there. Um, anybody else yep. you want to talk about? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Yeah. No, that's it, but we love Bosa, so go and get him. Yeah, he's going to be he's gonna be so good there. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, can't wait to see it. Um, he was easy. Right, uh, Tampa. We are on Tampa next. Yeah, so what do you think about Devin White? Uh, so this is live. Who I you think... got as your top linebacker? Um, if I had to like put pick somebody... Well, even though I'm take, not taking either one of these guys, I would probably go with Bush also yeah. right now. I just think, you know, but then again, you're like, oh, well, well Con Alexander had so many good years here next to Levante David. And then you go, yeah, actually, that's true. It could happen again because uh, they actually got similar, almost similar players. Um, so I, th- I think it'll be fine, um, but it's not really the best spot compared to kind of where, uh, where, where Bush was able to go. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, they, they drafted him in top five, and which is staggeringly... Um, unusual in the NFL, so they clearly love him. Um, he, he could be absolutely fantastic, but I, I agree, Bush just feels like a, a more sensible one. There is less risk, because we're not quite sure how White and David are going to play together. Yeah, and then Levante David's uh, is basically a free cut next year, or yeah, next year and the year after, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do there. Um, I'd be surprised if they cut him like that, because he is a solid player, um, and he's only a $10 million cap hit, which is like not that much. Um, 
So it'll be interesting for sure to see kind of how that goes down. Yeah, um, a couple of other players I, I quite like. Anthony Nelson there, um, the edge uh, player, went in the fourth round. I think it's a steal. I really like Nelson. He's a really good player. Um, and then Mike Edwards is going to have a chance to compete for the strong safety job. Uh, they drafted him in the third round, uh, and he's got to go up against Jordan Whitehead and Kentrell Bryce, neither of whom are hashtag good at football. <laughs> yep, I, I totally agree with you there. Um, I think Nelson's a solid steal. Uh, I think he's somebody you're probably going to get in, like super late. Um, or on waiver, priority waiver type thing after the draft. Um, and it's basically wide open here. Uh, who, who did, Was it J.P. Pearl who hurt himself? Somebody hurt himself and is out. Um, so yeah, so J.P.P. Uh, got in another car crash, so he's done. You know, just looking at the personnel here, um, we obviously know that Todd Bowles is the coordinator and we're expecting him to run the same system he always has. But the personnel at the moment suits the 4-3 so much more. Hmm. Interesting yeah, to see what happens absolutely. here. Uh, no question. I'm, I'm kind of avoiding all the edge players, to be honest. I've, I've, you know, JPP's out. I've, I kind of like Shaq Barrett. I kind of like Anthony Nelson. Not drafting them, though. <laughs> all right. And I think that's it, right? So let's move on to the Tennessee Titans. Um, so they took uh, Jeffrey Simmons, who is a really good defensive tackle. He's kind of He's going to redshirt his first year. Um, people have him super high still. I still like him. I think he's a solid stash, but like, I'm not really super excited about waiting a year on defensive tackle. Like that's kind of just like clogging my roster a little bit. Um, so I'll let other people take him and go for someone like Simmons, like, or go someone like Tillery way later. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about that. Uh, and I like, I like Monty Hooker. Yep. Uh, I thought that was a good pick. Probably better NFL wise, but he can kind of do free safety stuff. He can do strong safety stuff. He has a corner background, I believe. Um, so that's kind of an interesting pick there, but I think it might be better NFL wise. Yeah. I'm with you. I like Hooker. I think Hooker is going to be a better player sooner rather than later than Kenny Vaccaro. I didn't think that was a hot take. Apparently it was. Okay, we've had some technical issues there and uh, very potentially some baby issues. So we're just going to finish this up. There's only one team left, so I'm just going to run through. The Washington Redskins are the final team. Um, Kind of interesting what they did. They ended up taking Montez Sweat in the first round. Now, Sticky can't be here because of the technical issues. But his point was basically he really likes him as a player, just thinks it might take him a little while to um, get involved. I, I think we're pretty sure he's going to be an outside linebacker. It's very much a 3-4 team. They've got Ryan Kerrigan on one side and basically nobody on the other side at the moment, unless you count Ryan Anderson. I think Sweat will come in and do some interesting stuff. All of a sudden, that um, that defensive line is really, really good. You've got Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and Matt Ioannidis on the line, and then potentially Ryan Kerrigan and Montez Sweat on the outside. I think there's a lot of talent there. So we like that a lot. Apart from him, there's no real players to talk about, so we're just going to uh, skip past them. Easy. And that was it. That was 32 teams. Um, a second time in a couple of weeks we've done that, but with some slightly different format. Uh, so apologise for the technicals. It has been a bit weird, um, but it was great, great, great getting back on with Sticky. Um, as always, you know where to find him. You can find him on Twitter at AdamTZ. I hate saying Z. It's so weird. You can find me on Twitter at TomDegenerate if you want to look at graphs and talk about defence. Um, as always, we really appreciate your time, your effort, your attention, your patience with us. Um, we talked a lot about football tonight, so we're going to wrap it up. Thanks very much, everybody. Talk to you next week. Cheerio. Cheerio.